Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, White Sox fans. It's Crystal O'Keefe. This is our emergency podcast. Um, Our lovely Brett is away on his anniversary trip. So Melissa and I have um, taken over the site. And uh, yeah, what kind of what crazy news could drop? today of all days. So um, we'll go around really quick. We've got Melissa, we've got Lily, we have Jackie, we have Tommy, and we have Malachi. So first initial thoughts. I'm just smiling. Holy crap. I can't believe this is my life. (laughs) Rip Bozos. I don't know. I don't know, but it it is applicable to the situation. (laughs) Long overdue. Long overdue. Long overdue. I I think you summed it up perfectly, Crystal, when you said end of an error. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People are enjoying that, so I appreciate it. (laughs) I, I think I'm kind of in shock just being a fan of this franchise for so long that they, like, that they actually did it. Like, I think we all just like fantasized about it, talked about it, but like it's marinating. And I'm like, still don't like pinch me. I don't really believe it, but we're all here. (laughs) So it really happened. Um, I'm also choosing not to think about what comes after this. Um, That's not what today is about. (laughs) Today is about celebration and happiness and joy. I don't want to hear Chris Getz's name mentioned on this podcast today. But even then, I you already like started it. Duck. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> What's that, Crystal? 
I said, even then, he's probably just a lame duck. Like, I feel like he's just a sitting duck for the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there, there's a, one of a couple things that could be going on there with, with Pedro being reported safe. And it's that either they are going to actually go outside of the organization for... I really, you know, GM search, I, I think they specified that they wanted to have one decision maker. You're not going to have this kind of president of baseball ops, um, GM kind of um, diarchy, however you want to call it, uh, at the top. And, you know, Pedro has two years left on his deal, as we found out recently. Um, you know, even in his apparently trigger-happy state now, Jerry still is not letting anybody go. Two years left on their deal. If they bring in somebody else to be the GM, it's yeah, you get a year to play out your deal. You see if you like him or not. You see if you think you can work with him. If not, he's gone. If you guess, then great, you keep him. Or the less desirable option, it is more because they are, in fact, going to go internal with this next hire for GM, and they don't actually anticipate a lot of top-to-bottom changes happening besides the faces at the top. So, you know, Pedro has not endeared himself to me terribly as a manager to this point, but uh, given what the season is, let's see what they do with this. I'm, I'm going to see what they do with filling this hole first before we make any judgments on them. What what his status is, lame duck or, or not, is going to look like, at least on my end. Crystal, oh, you're muted. Crystal, you're muted. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I was going to just quickly shout out John O'Donnell, who has been saying fire Kenny Williams on every single Facebook post. <laughs> There's no one happier he than him. Oh, oh, so thank you, John, for a manifesting prophet. this. Oh, and what's he going to Now he's going to have to come up with a new thing because fire Pedro. Yeah. Pedro. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. <laughs> fire Pedro. Do we think there's any chance they go with like interim kind of gig for i don't know like the rest of this year and then maybe a year why they do kind of more of a external search do you think there's any chance that that might happen i hope to god not (laughs) (laughs) i'm just trying to think of crazy things that this work could do yeah yeah i i I wouldn't put anything past them (laughs) I think it is going to be interesting to see for the rest of this season with, as uh, John says in the chat here, maybe Pedro will get to create his own batting order. Now, it actually will be a little bit interesting, I feel like, to see these last, like, you know, six weeks or so. If anything changes, like, with the day-to-day of what's happening on the field, and we can maybe kind of get a feel for what was coming via, what specifically was coming via front office directive and what was just, you know, bad, bad players, bad manager being bad it's just there's no precedent here i don't what you know there's i have no idea what it's going to look like maybe they'll go they'll, they'll go crazy and play liberated for the last month i don't know but it's like who we don't know we've never been here before so win the division <laughs> oh my gosh oh my Lily. god Lily. <laughs> they won't but you know, it's wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be hilarious? Central, anything can happen. Oh my! We're only sixteen Lord. games back, right? I mean, things I, have happened. I have to assume that there was probably some conversation around how much input um, leadership had and the moves that Pedro Grafal was making. But I mean, I I just don't know 
how you can recover from as bad on a day-to-day basis as this team has been. Um, you know, two years left on the contract or not, it's not like he's getting paid a ton of money. So that I don't think is as much of an issue as it normally would be. Um, but I think that most likely, you know, you let Pedro play it out for a month or two, but I come back to what I said from day one in that Charlie Montoyo has managerial experience. It would not surprise me in the least if he takes over next year, because you have a guy that actually knows how to manage a professional baseball team. And in terms of the GM situation, if it's Chris Getz, good for him. I don't think he lasts for very long. Um, But I do think that this news combined with the Jerry Reinsdorf, I'm going to sell the team or move the team news, it gives a little bit more credence to the idea that Jerry may not be far off from selling this team and might be ready to hand over the reins. And my only idea behind that is what's happened with the Chicago Bulls in terms of getting rid of gar packs, but then also handing the reins over to Michael Reinsdorf and saying, look, I'm too old for this shit. This is broken beyond anything that I feel like dealing with somebody else. Take care of it. If he doesn't want his kids to take over the white Sox, I could very easily see him starting the process of lining up bidders for the organization starting now um, moving forward. It'll be interesting to see. I, I thought it was reported before Tommy that he did not want it to stay in the family. That's but, what they said. I just, you know, I throw it out but, as an option because you never know with them. And also, but also they said yesterday that these um, internal interviews were just par for the course for any underperforming year. And it's nothing different than any other year. And here we sit today having an emergency podcast because uh, you fired two important people in the front office and, uh, you know, before September. So it's not know. just important people, but yeah, you know, the president oh, of operations. <laughs> well, Ken, we don't need Kenny but Williams. He's, like Kenny son, Williams has so, been in the yeah. organization for 30 years. Like, I mean, this, he, this well, is longer like, than what, that. If you'd like include being a, a when he was a player. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, then you're adding more on top of that. But I mean, Kenny Williams has been on his retirement tour for like three years now. I thought he was going to get to ride off in the sunset on his own accord. And now he's been shown the door. So with him, with Ken gone, do you think this will be the end of Daryl Boston? Mm. Oh, I did, I did see a tweet. <laughs> now that he's out. Do we think that that was the thing that was keeping Daryl Boston around? <laughs> You, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that most organizations don't foist random first base coaches upon like every manager managerial hire they make for a decade and a half. <laughs> I'm after Tommy said that Kenny's been around for 30 years. I'm realizing I've never experienced the Kenny Williams Right Sox. No, nope. I, uh, I I said to someone a few minutes ago, I was in I was in a grade that didn't have a number on it yet. The last time they fired a GM, I mean, I don't know what Ron Schuler looks like. That's, <laughs> is, uh, I do. I mean, it, it, <laughs> as, as do I. <laughs> I was like, it was a much happier time back then, but you know. <laughs> oh, 
you know, that's that's something else to consider. Like, if we're going to place someone, like a singular person in charge before the end of the season, and even past that, who is making that decision? Who's making it's going to be call? Steve Stone. It's going to be Steve Stone. Oh he God. actually didn't have IBS the other day. That was <laughs> his interview. After the job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh. gosh. Lily, no. Bite your tongue. Yes. Crystal, I quit. I don't want to do it. Anymore. Uh, so we're, who, who has Steve the Stone hire? says enjoy the ride or else. Oh, yes. my goodness. Uh, John, please bring Jake Berger back. Thank you. No, I can't no, wait. He's in happy. Miami where he's happy. He's happy for him. But I'm not. I know. Maybe that was Rick Hunt's final F you to all of us. Maybe. Kenny, um, I guess he was the one who did it. So it, it was, was Kenny like, that like, did it. So, yeah. Kenny, yeah. Just, <laughs> Kenny just wanted to ship him off to a, a friendly GM. Yeah. <laughs> so that... can we, if we're going to go get Jake back, can we bring Kim Ng with him? Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're gonna, Come on, in Come you know, home, Kim. Friend of the organization. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Come home, Kim. She's still, when, when I went to post Selena's story just a little bit ago, I was going through to find the names of the executives, and she's still in there. She can she can come home. Come home, babe. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, Jake's not coming back. <laughs> aw. That's okay. And neither is Billy Hamilton. That's okay. No. <laughs> <sighs> That's, so no, today is happy. Uh, the, um, I can't wait for the leaks that come out of the Ozzy Guillen GM interview. <laughs> oh, gosh. gosh. Guys. He gets to make his own lineups. <laughs> then we're going to have he'll, 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 he'll be He'll be a, like a um, – I can't remember his name now. The guy uh, – who coaches the New England Patriots? He'll be that. He'll be the GM and the manager. Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah, Bill Belichick, Belichick himself. <laughs> So Scott Merkin did just tweet from Ken Williams via text. We have underachieved. This is what happens. Adrian would like to turn that into a shirt if anyone is <laughs> interested. I'd buy I mean, that. I'd buy that. Give anything to give anything to Kenny Williams. At least he gets to the point. You know, there's yes. no, there, there's no, yeah. you know, 60 words of lawyer speak just to, to say we sucked. He's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll, I'll, <laughs> this is this is this is what happens. I'm glad we got to hear with him. I can't wait to hear what um what what if Rick has any parting happens. words. Yeah. He will say the exact same thing except with a bunch of uh um, um, uh, 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 uh they're gonna be delicious. Anytime, uh, team uh doesn't live up to expectations. Uh, you know. We need a teacher to that too. <laughs> Just break on space and a big um. Uh, so, do you think Sox Fest will actually come back? We still oh, got time. It's only no. mid August. Can you imagine the shit show, Crystal? Oh my gosh, people will be bringing their like tomatoes and like throwing them. I the mean, only way Sox Fest will come back is when Jerry Reinsdorf dies. And I hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, there's a lot of things that would happen when Jerry Reinsdorf dies, uh, like, like specifically a parade that Rick Hahn will not be attending. <laughs> they didn't even have a parade when Bill Wirtz died. They're not going to have a parade for Jerry Reinsdorf. <laughs> I had to keep my comments brief on Mr. Wirtz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Jerry Reinsdorf, 87 years old. He'll be 88 in a couple months. 
I, I, well, tweeted, I tweeted, uh, Rick Hahn, uh, next time there's a parade, you'll be on the sidelines like the rest of us. That's what I was asking. Like, where's the parade? We could create one. That could, we need that would a parade. Be a, that would be an event, man. That would be an event. I'd go. I don't I'd even like that. crowds and I'd go. Yeah, I'll be there. I would well, fly in for that. Fest, let's throw yeah. us, let's throw us a parade. You know, I do want to mention that even though I'm very happy about today's news, um, I will always hold a, a small part uh, of my heart for Kenny Williams for 2005. I will always be thankful for 2005 and the job he did during that season. So I don't have shit to thank Rick Hahn for. I ain't got <laughs> shit to thank him for. Fuck Rick Hahn. Oh my for God. real. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. the hell out I, of here. I will- I will never have a positive thing to say about Rick Hahn, but Me neither. I, I agree on Kenny Williams because I mean, I he's the reason why I maintain that somebody can figure out a way to win even under Jerry Reinsdorf. And it's not just 05, it's like you had consistently competitive teams mm-hmm. and just some of the stuff that he tried to pull off. Um, my favorite being trying to get a trade for Dontrell Willis and, um, Miggy and make uh, Miguel Cabrera when they were with the Marlins almost came through, but Jerry Reinsdorf didn't want a pitcher with four years on his contract. And that's the only reason why those two players did not end up on the South side and instead ended up in Detroit. Yeah. We've talked about it in the, in the Slack a fair amount regarding Ken versus Rick. And you know, you can't really like chop up blame or assign portions of the last, you know, 10 years and all of the failure there to, um, you know, any individual, uh, but it, it is true that, I mean, you know, he, J, Kenny has been in the organization for as an executive for more or less 30 years now. And for the majority, I think you could say he was you know, not bad at his job. The last 10 years are what they are, but you also look at what Ken's strengths were. He was a scouting guy. Um, he was yeah. a minor league scout. That was kind of his, his home area. And that's where, if I remember kind of, he, he went more back towards after Rick took, took over and, you know, identifying talent at the major league level up until around 2012 or so when Rick Hahn took over, wasn't an issue that the Sox uh, typically had most of the systemic issues within the organization that stopped them from being super competitive year over year are kind of like infrastructure player development related things in which, you know, Ken of course has a, he, he's at the top at the end of the day, the buck does stop, stop with him. Um, but there's, you know, he, there, there's merit to what he did. He did bring a championship and, um, you know, he did again prove to actually be good at what he was supposed to be good at for for a while. Um, hey, as far as Soxfest goes, we can just remind Brooks Boyer that he doesn't have to show his face. He's not the one who has to go out there. You know, just <laughs> give him a little poke and be like, "Hey, you know, we can we can do this now, right? <laughs> right?" <laughs> and unless Jerry shows up, there's really no one to yell at. <laughs> That's and Jerry thing. wouldn't show up. That's not so, his thing. Might as well. I mean, unless they unless they do keep Pedro Grafal, then. He might get yelled at. So, um, yeah, why not? Didn't they say that? Like, <laughs> that's that's the new slogan moving forward. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? A couple, a couple of you know, a couple of minor felonies. What else could happen? <laughs> we'll be all right. 
Totally fine. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, we've already so I, much hit bottom and we we have so. we've dug through the bottom in a lot of ways. <laughs> unless unless uh, we took it all, we brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What? Yeah, Lily, were you saying something? Oh, you are. Nope, nope you're you on oh, oh, there we go. I got so excited. I was still waiting. Pulled up, pulled up on I, th- I thought you were pausing for time, I didn't know who was talking. I thought you were um, pausing for dramatic effect. I, I don't even remember what I was. Oh, unless, unless, uh, unless whoever Jerry hires next causes the literal end of days. I, I mean, I, yeah, there's nothing that can go wrong. Wow. I mean, he already fired somebody for the first time in, you know, almost 40 years. If that's not end of days, I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, it's end of these days. <sighs> Do you guys really think so, Pedro comes back next year? I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I, don't I, I barely think his door functions right now. I think it's like, let's see if you can avoid embarrassing yourself for the rest of the year and Let's not have any more stupid stories leak out to the press. Um, right. More along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Right. Because they, um, after the, uh, after Keenan Middleton made those comments and Rick Hahn mm-hmm. was talking to the press and saying, well, we've, we've identified some cultural problems within our organization and me and Pedro are handling it now. Pedro was there the whole goddamn time. You're telling me he didn't know about the cultural issues. And so Rick Hahn's gone. He's not going to deal with it. So, yeah. And that's, those are the things that make me wonder if that's what caused Jerry to fire Kenny and, and Rick more so than the performance. Cause I, mm-hmm. that's, that was a lot of shit that aired out well, in yeah, the span of a month. It's, yeah, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> It makes everybody look like a fool. Like it, it makes management, it makes front office, it makes players, coaches, it makes everyone look like a damn fool. And he doesn't like to be looked at as a fool at all. Mm-hmm. No. And yeah. I mean, even when you had Chris Sale slicing up jerseys and you know Adam Eaton looking up to a 13-year-old as a leader in the clubhouse, <laughs> like that was a very brief moment of time in embarrassment where They were like, all right, we got this taken care of. Robin Ventura clearly needs to not manage anymore, but we have this problem mitigated. Now you're talking about clear, like a systemic problem. Like if you have to have Rick Hahn go up there and say, yeah, we know that there was a problem with leadership and the culture, but we think we're trying to address it now. It's like, this is your rebuild. And just now you're saying that, like, what the hell have you been doing? So I, I do think that that might have had more to do with the firing than anything. You know, that yeah. kid is over 18 and married now. He could always come in. And be that might be our new GM. That's the leadership right there. That's the leadership that we've been needing. 
This yeah. Do you remember? Wait. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Lily, did we just blow your mind? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Over 18. And married. And I think he's married. Isn't he a father as well? Isn't that Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, there's only I, one reason to get married. Like, I was like 17 when that happened. And that that kid is married. And, oh, my God. Welcome to getting old. <laughs> it's just that on a loop. Who <laughs> <laughs> my goddamn mind? Um, yeah. No. I, or, go ahead, Jackie. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, remember at the top when we said this was a happy place and we weren't going to talk about <laughs> I'm, I'm still kidding. happy. Go ahead, Malachi. I'm, I'm over the moon, man. I'm, yeah. I think you guys hit the nail on the head when it comes to the the embarrassment, though, with the uh, the Keenan Middleton uh, uh, revelations, so, so to speak. And I've talked about this also in the Slack quite a bit, but it really does call back again to the Bulls with what kind of was the real moment with Gar Foreman and John Paxson. I almost said Gar Paxson. It's too. <laughs> too deep still but uh it was was the 2020 all-star game which was hosted in chicago where you had zach levine and charles barkley and other people going up on national tv during the dunk contest just blasting the bulls and making an actual embarrassment of them you know in front of the entire nba community and and like you guys said the, you know the, the jersey cutting and adam eaton is one thing you know chris sale chris sale is a red ass who you could totally kind of dismiss as just being you know, uh, just off in, in a lot mm -hmm. of respects and not necessarily indicative of sort of, you know, a broader, a, you know, a broader environmental issue, which like was the case, obviously. But you could you could play it that way. This this not so much. There's not escaping that kind of stuff, that kind of. Um, and, and it to me, honestly, wasn't even so much the Middleton stuff as much as the double whammy of the way Lance Lynn specifically affirmed it. You know, yes. Middleton, you know, it's easy to talk. You, know, you show up, you show up for three months and you do your thing or whatever, and you don't necessarily have a lot of authority as far as being a veteran or, you know, um, you know, being a leader or anything like that. But Lance Lynn was supposed to be a leader in that clubhouse. And he, when, when he, whoever just said that, put the nail in the coffin. Um, yep. I, I agree with that there because that that's as damning as it got. When you have someone like Lance Lynn basically saying, yeah, uh, you know, this, this organization is a shit show. There's no accountability. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to smirk and say, yeah, that's how it is. That's, that's embarrassing. That is deeply embarrassing for the organization. And so I would, I would, I would tend to agree with you guys in terms of uh, that potentially being a catalyzing factor here. And, and having that big platform in Los Angeles, you know, I think it got a lot more media to it. And the fact that he has just been performing incredibly well just yes. demonstrates the fact like mm -hmm. I'm not just saying it or or confirming what Middleton was saying I'm showing it to you that when I actually went to an environment that had their shit together I could do go out in the mound and do what I needed to do but Chicago was such a mess like didn't matter what I was going to do out there it was just a free-for-all so it, it's the words were backed up by the environment I wish I could say the same about Lucas Giolito. I feel bad for him. <laughs> I think he he'll be fine, but the work that he needs from a mechanic standpoint, it was not going to get addressed mid-season. Not in, no, not out there in 
with the angels. I don't think we well, that look too. at healthy organizations. <laughs> Speaking of hot messes. Uh... <laughs> they, yeah, there would not be one where I'd be like, yes, I want to be better. I'm going to go there. No, no. So Drake LaRoche is 21, just an FYI. If anyone else wants to feel old. See, so I felt older. Leadership now. Yeah, there you go. My sister. Oh, man. Guys, why am I just learning that not, they didn't even, wow, they didn't even fire Schuler. He stepped down. I didn't know that. I, didn't know I thought it was a encouraged step down. Like a mutual understanding, yeah. but I don't know. It's, it's not so fired. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you're right. Like we, this is fired. This was not fire look, people. We, we, we That's heard very true. All yeah. we heard for how many years it's been playing. Well, if I think I'm not the right man for the job, I'll step down. This wasn't a stepping down. You know, he yeah. didn't decide. Well, no, because he, he still thinks he's the right man for the job. He will give lectures twenty years from now. Man with one of like the thirty most you know uh, cushy, desirable you know (laughs) jobs in pro sports wants to keep doing that job. He'll he'll give lectures thirty years from now in colleges about how much of a you know baseball mastermind he was. Selena made a great point um, in the article that she put out today. It said Rick Hahn departs with the distinction of being the least successful general manager in professional sports over the past decade. Oh. And he's got I love be... that for him. I, I don't love it for us. I love it for him. He's easily still the least successful GM in White Sox history by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the White Sox have had some really awful teams. So that that's mm-hmm. saying something too. Yeah, no, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but I'm pretty sure he is one of like the four or five worst GMs in big league history. In, terms in of big record. league history. If yeah, we want to talk true. about, you know, guys who are, you know, executives who are around for more than, you know, a year or, you know, in on an interim basis, because <laughs> the fact is, if you're, if you're that bad, you know, 99% of the time, you don't get 10 years of, of leeway to prove otherwise. Not usually. <laughs> Yes. Unless you I, I hope I Sean, I also hope this doesn't wind up as a bull situation. And that looked promising too. You know, our tours Karnashovis and Mark Eversley looked like they were onto something for a second there. And that seems to have not turned out so well. But you know, I'll, honestly, I'll take trying bringing in somebody new from the outside and having them fail over them having promoting, you know, Chris Getz or um or one of those one of those dudes and not Kenny Williams Jr. I mean, didn't uh, say Kenny Williams Jr. Yeah, was fired. I mean, so. that that was Brett's dark horse pick for the longest is that it would be Kenny Williams Jr. And no, I, we don't want Theo Epstein. Can we come up with an original idea? He's trending on Twitter right now, and I'm like, what uh, the hell is wrong with people? It's all a Batman but, signal with his face on it earlier. <laughs> Just let it go. He's not. He's not coming. And no, it's it's going to be some you know random. It's going to be like AJ Brzezinski or something for oh, some God. reason. Don't Can we stop with that. the insular Don't. stuff? Oh, and, and seriously, anyone who's go ahead, Lily. It's going to be insular. That's like no. the one thing where I'm like, they're they're not going to look outside for someone. That is my, my deeply seated opinion. 
We're, we're anyone who suggests five, stop it. <laughs> yes, and anyone who suggests Hawk Harrelson on the timeline is getting blocked immediately. No questions. Okay, but what about Jason Benetti, White Sox GM? No, no Lily is just trying to manifest like all of the awful things in the world. <laughs> I want better for Jason. Yeah, yeah. then we probably then we wouldn't have him as an announcer though, and I want I That's want him true. as an yeah. announcer. <laughs> We've that already tried the GM thing. It didn't work. So no. <laughs> Immediate block. Immediate block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Theo Epstein is um probably pretty happy on like the Ivy League talk circuit getting paid a lot of money to talk about how bad he feels about, you know, bringing analytics into the game and how he's created a monster and all that stuff. That's what he talks about a lot these days. But Well, that's the th- the thing is that it's not really hyperbole, though. It's it's not. If you the, look the record at his win there. loss record, it's in terms of the literal win loss percentage. It was um, he was the the, the worst. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Blocked. I I try to avoid you know speaking speaking ill of people in terms of wins and losses as much as I can. But um, there's like the. But you have the, to the numbers that's don't lie. Yeah. Like like how many years does it take for people to realize he's not good? Like that's what you're defined by. And yeah. and he you have to remember too, he's a lifer of the system. I mean, he was an intern, he was, yeah. you know, the next up and coming. So like this is a lifetime of demonstrating your ability and it hasn't been good. So it's time to go. Here's like if, if they're gonna bring in from someone outside the organization. I want it to be somebody I've never heard of before. I want it to be some dude, you know, with big three-inch glasses who's been sitting behind a desk deep inside Tropicana Field, you know, for the Tampa Bay Rays for the last 10 years, figuring out which which A-ball pitchers from other teams are, are the ones that are actually good. You know, that's... Um, <laughs> That's as that's long, what I want. I want to as long as we're cherry, cherry picking from the right organization, and it's not like a Kansas City Royals intern. <laughs> oh, like that, man. that's just like the I, one. That's the one tree I'd like to leave alone for for once. There, there's a couple of trees we should leave alone, but yeah. So what? Never too what, late to bring back Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> I could okay. live with that, but I wouldn't be happy. I have a question for the panel. <laughs> um, what is the quality that you are most interested in fulfilling in the new GM? Like what what aspect of that job would you like them to um, prioritize or excel at? Is competency an acceptable answer? I, I will allow for anything today. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be picky. I don't I don't know. Well, like what 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 is competency? Like, what does that mean? What does that look like? like? Okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd like a guy that doesn't spend like $60 million on the bullpen. <laughs> I don't want to sound ageist at all, but someone under the age of 60 would be my okay. preference. Okay. I, we've seen too many sleepy dugout people and annoying. Just don't bring anybody old back and please keep it someone young that can actually do this and can play baseball. Or be hot as well. <laughs> yes, that would be great too. But okay, I would have thirst over my GM. <laughs> this isn't the manager. You're not going to see them all the time. If you do, that's usually not a good sign. Yeah. 
Crystal, I would like someone um, who is maybe not um, so entrenched in the old ways of baseball, like maybe someone who pays attention to advanced stats and um, analytics a little bit more uh, modern minded, maybe someone who knows the rules of the game and how they've changed over the last few years would be preferable. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my yeah. thing too. I know he's not a real person, but I want, I want Peter Brand from Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the you know I'm gonna stand out I guess like yes analytics are important and I hope that they hire more than like a single computer and a single printer yeah, analytics it's a, it's a Coleco <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I hope there's more than a dot matrix printer that's like printing out batting average and that's their analytics department mm-hmm. like I hope that that actually gets developed but I think that the sport has reached a point where everybody else knows analytics inside and out and there there's still advantages to be had. I don't think it's as extreme as it used to be. And I would almost rather have someone that may not have been in executive roles, but has kind of like that baseball lifer mentality where they understand how different organizations function. Um, And, you know, has some insights into minor league development and system building and all of that type of stuff. Cause I think Mm -hmm. that's where you have the greatest opportunities for development, because if we know that, at least under Reinsdorf, they're never going to have much of a salary. The one way to take advantage of that is develop as much young talent as you can. That's why the Rays are successful. So mm-hmm. having something in that ilk, or as Bob said, you know, the Braves assistant GM is brilliant. So if that something like that happens, I would be really happy around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like someone with some self-awareness too, like self-awareness to know, like, this is what I'm good at. And I need this person and this person and this person and this person to like help me cultivate what we're looking for. Because I feel like, so I don't know what we've had in the White Sox. It's like this person's the expertise and this person's the expertise and like these silos as opposed to this. And if it's somebody young, like Jackie and Crystal are saying, like somebody that just understands that it's not this expert mentality, that it is like a teamwork mentality. And you go and you look for the best of the best in these, and you know how to be a leader to cultivate all those people to work together. And I, that is something I don't feel like I've seen from a White Sox organization standpoint in a, uh, well, ever, maybe. Ever, really, (laughs) yeah. 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 Speaking to both of those things, I just I want someone who knows how to build an organization. It's kind of ironic that you know Rick Hahn was Mister you know investment banker kind of corporate leadership speak type stuff, but they really did embody up until the very end the kind of you know Kenny always gets his man is a thing for a reason kind of guys at the top picking players they like you know having targets year over year and kind of just going with their guns there. But um, you need to be able to build an organization, like both what you, Tommy and Melissa, both just said, be able to delegate, be able to uh, kind of not just be winging it from the top. I I was at a um, a, a Sabre seminar, was in Chicago a couple weekends ago, um, which is a a baseball nerd conference type thing. And um, I I had the pleasure of getting to chat with Dr. Alan Nathan for a little while, who is the... um, 
who's a physicist at the University of Illinois, who like basically like revolutionized our understanding of spin, of like active spin and movement and all all that stuff. He you know does a lot of the physics work and that kind of thing. And I was chatting with him for a sec about the um, you know, telling him you know I write about the socks and this and you know, we were talking about the organization being frustrated. And, and he told a story about being out in Arizona for spring training out at Camelback Ranch. And he says, yeah, uh, I, I thought I'd go by and, you know, say hi and meet their analytics team because I was there. And turns out they were there, both of them. <laughs> two guys, you know, two guys and an iPad. Yep. You need departments. You need, yeah. uh, you need to be able to actually build something coherent from, the top of the major league level from the bottom of the minor league level. And, you know, on the one hand, I really do hate how corporatized and how McKinsey-fied sports and baseball have been. But uh, if we're talking about building a good organization that wins games, that's what you need to be able to do. It can't just be a couple guys winging it at the top. So I want someone who knows how to build a team. Yeah. At the end of the day. A team from like an employee standpoint, not a baseball standpoint, but that too. All right. I will say I just read a very depressing um, tweet from Patrick Nolan of Sox Machine. He said, the Rick Hahn era ends with a final record of 749 to 893. That is 456. Um, and then Joe Reese has chimed in and said 73.9 wins per 162 games. Wow. Wow, that's brutal. Uh, that's yeah. brutal. So that 456 average, not looking great. And yeah, that under 80 games per 162 that were actually won in his time here. I don't understand how he kept that job for so long. I, I really, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. I really can't. Like, I, I understand like the reasons that everyone says and loyalty and blah, blah, blah. I just. It's not that though. He always had excuses. The Tony Larusa bullshit was the best thing to ever happen to him. As much as he looked like a hostage for the the entire time on those Zoom pressers, where it looked like he was just in a dark room, <laughs> that bought him all the time that he got. He would have been fired beforehand. All right, we should. It's going a little long, um, so we'll just do a very quick speed round before we do sign off. With your final thoughts, you know, there could be anything who you want, what you're feeling. This is therapy. You're among safe people. So, Melissa, I'll start with you. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I, well, if this is like such unfamiliar territory, like I don't even know how to feel other than um, it, I, I haven't felt like a whole lot of hope at all lately. So I'm going to take this opportunity to let myself feel a little bit of hope. Like this was a big deal. This was a big move. Now where we go from here, kind of like Jackie said in the moment, like I'm going to allow myself to feel some hope that our team will have a future that we can be proud of um, in an organization, again, that we can be proud of. So hope is my, what I'm I'm, my words I'm leaving with today. Love it, Lily. Final thoughts? Uh, maybe, maybe that uh, sentiment of actually competing in 2024 will come true. <laughs> it won't, but maybe. 
They will. They're going to just never <laughs> off of it. Uh, my darling Jackie. Um, I'm I'm going to echo MSB. Um, I I feel like this is something that was painfully obviously needed to happen, and I am grateful and thankful that it actually something that made sense finally happened. There's been so many things that just don't make any sense coming from this team. This makes sense. This is what should happen. That's, that's what Kenny Williams said. When you lose, this is what happens. Yep. This is what happens. So finally, I feel like, I don't know, a, um, I mean, certainly we're, we're, we're very far from a healthy organization, um, but in this moment, I, I choose to focus on like, oh my goodness, we did one thing right. Let's build on that. Let's build on the one thing right that we have so far. So I'm, I'm also hopeful. Soxibus is going to be very different this year, Tommy. What are your final thoughts? <laughs> uh, I will probably never say this again, so I'll say it now. Thank you, Jerry. I, I, I just <laughs> like... Wow. That's your Whoa. clip. We're going to clip that and put it all over there, the socials. There's like nothing else that can be said. Jackie, you're right. Like, this is what happens. It is something that should have happened. But I am glad that Jerry finally ripped the Band-Aid off. And hopefully it is the first step in what is should be a, a pretty significant turnaround. Allie, Christina, if either one of you heard that, just go in and clip it now. <laughs> TikTok <laughs> video coming. Yeah. Everywhere. I'm you retweet the shit out of that. It's going to be on TikTok in no time. All right. Last but not least, Malachi, how are you feeling? <laughs> like it's a, uh, it's a, there's a very narrow path towards still being able to feel the competitive team with that core of um, Luis and Eloy and Yoan Moncada and Tim Anderson that we would all so much like to see. And it's still a very narrow path, but this was the first step down that path. So um, hard to feel bad. Oh, kitty. That's my last thought. For Yummy has thoughts too. <laughs> it's a Papa's party. Yes. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. This has been fun. It will be on the site at some point. Um, Brett, if you by chance watch this from your unspecified location you are not allowed to come back it is <laughs> mine now melissa is my right hand woman um so sorry bud good things happen when you're gone brett what can we say <laughs> we handle this breaking news be proud but yeah so again thank you guys thank you to my lovely um panel of amazing people and good job jerry you finally did something right Woo. good job Woo.